welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Yay! Well, welcome back. I have another awesome guest for you guys today. She is such a dear friend and you're going to love this episode. Her name is Megan Siemens. She is a life coach for women who are ready to create balance before burnout so they can have it all. She helps women go from stress to ease and turns fear into confidence by supporting them in moving out of blocks and rewriting stories that are keeping them from living fully free. Mm. Megan helps women to live more adventure, build the business of their dreams, ditch the inner people pleaser for deep relationships, and design a life that is lived fully on purpose. You guys are going to love her. Let's just dive in and get started with this interview. I'm so excited. All right, you guys, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Unstoppable. I am so excited. We have such a special guest, and her and I have become really good friends these past few months, and this is just going to be such a beautiful talk. So welcome, Megan Siemens. Thank you so much for being here. Why don't you just like tell us a little bit about you, how you got to where you are today, all the fun facts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whenever someone asks me that, I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me just start from the very beginning. Do you have yes. like an hour? Yeah. <laughs> I was born and then right, right. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, no, I always like to start my entrepreneurial journey in college because I feel yeah. like so many entrepreneurs can relate to the beginnings of my story Yeah. when I was in college. So while I was there, I was getting my degree, you know, like I'm supposed to, right? Like everyone says, you have to get your degree so you can get a good job. And that's just how life works, right? And so while I was there, I just had this feeling that I was in the wrong place. And I didn't know what to do with that. It was so confusing because I was like, okay, everyone says this is, what, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is how life works. This is the path I'm supposed to do but it doesn't feel right. And I had no idea what to do with that. Yeah. So for me, that translated to, uh, like call it like major hopping, right? So I changed <laughs> my major seven times. Oh my gosh. I had a lot seven. of friends like that. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> They're going to yeah. be in school forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like so many entrepreneurs especially can relate yeah. because it's like my like place my passion isn't here it doesn't fit into one of these boxes that i'm trying to belong like something didn't it wasn't right Right. something like you said you were in the wrong place like something isn't right here right right so it just i didn't know what to do with that so i just kept going right i was like i I have no entrepreneurs in my family so i didn't even know this could be a thing at this yeah so i finally get to like my uh final semester and i like go to my counselor and i'm like look 
what is going to get me out in the fastest amount of time? Like, that's just, yes. so <laughs> I'm just done. I'm just yeah. done. So I went and I finished a degree um, in interpersonal communications. Cool. And that's as cool. I was walking, yeah, as that's I was walking <laughs> across my graduation stage, I just had this feeling like, no, I'm not going to get a job. I'm not going to do it. I don't know what's next, but I'm going to figure it out. And so the, the messy journey from there looked like starting a blog mm -hmm. with no business plan attached to it and then realizing, oh, a blog actually needs some income pieces to it. And yeah, if you want to make money, right? Right, right. <laughs> and more than two readers, we had two like avid readers, my mom and, and, and my boyfriend's dad, right? And so it was like, okay. I love this piece. So each yeah. piece of my entrepreneurial journey, I feel like I was picking up little breadcrumbs of like, okay, here's what I like and just crafting together what my passion actually looked like because mm. thus far I had felt so lost and so confused. So I knew I liked writing content. I was in mm -hmm. love with, you know, sharing my truth that way. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what's the next piece? And so from there I went into like direct sales and affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, now I need to learn the money piece. I need to learn the income piece and see yeah. like, how do I even do this? How do I start making money online? I knew I wanted to own a business at this point because I wanted, I craved the freedom aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with travel and I knew I wanted to travel and watching uh, my boyfriend at, at the time who I'm still with uh, work his corporate job and only have two weeks off. I was like, that's not the life I want to live. So how do I make this happen? Right? So I had the direct sales piece and I was learning how to make money on using social media and all that stuff. And from there, my next piece I took out was I fell in love with the mentorship side of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I have all of these breadcrumbs now that I'm putting together. I love the content. I love the social media. I love the mentorship side. What do I do with that? And so I was scrolling on Instagram one day and I just stumbled across a life coach and I was like, what the heck is that? Like, I honestly, my only reference to life coaching was from like Real Housewives. I was oh, like, that's a real yeah. thing. Like I didn't know it was a real thing, yeah. but something inside me was like, click on her profile. You need to learn more. Mm. And so I clicked on her profile. I connected with her immediately. I started working with her. I ended up getting certified through the same coaching school that she went to. Yeah. And that's how I started my life coaching business. Oh my so goodness. That's this big, I mean, I call it a mess, but a beautiful mess, right? Of just picking yeah. up the breadcrumbs of what do I like and moving from like lost and confused into crafting my passion together into like a purpose-driven business. Yeah. What was your blog about when you first ever started blogging? It was a travel blog. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just curious. I was like, what did you write about in the very beginning? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, how, is, how have you found that that has transitioned into what you do now? Like, is that blog still existing or do you have like a whole new thing or do you really like, yeah. it, it's, it's in the past? <laughs> <laughs> the travel blog, it, I mean, it exists on the internet. Yes. Okay. Like you could find it if you, you wanted to. it. <laughs> yeah. I don't write on it still. Um, I, I would say how it transitioned was I kind of lit up my passion with writing. Mm. Um, and realized how I could use that in my coaching business. Content, content marketing is, you know, one of the biggest 
marketing tools that I use. So yeah. I think that's how it translated into that. But I think that blog more than anything showed me that I do have skills. I think a story that I lived out through college a lot was, well, I'm not good enough for that major. I'm not smart enough for that major. I'm not a good enough writer to do journalism. Mm -hmm. And even though they were skills that I wanted to amplify, I wanted to use, I would tell myself these stories. I'm not good enough. So I think that blog more than anything, uh, though it didn't take me anywhere income wise, it showed me like, no, you can do this. And there are people that Mm -hmm. will read it. Like I joke that my, my mom, (laughs) there are people, they are people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's so true. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So I feel like there's a lot in there and I'd love to talk about this idea of, of these fearful thoughts and pushing through them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was kind of bringing up right even before we hit record, you know, people feeling fearful after a really big decision. Yeah. So let's dive into this a little bit. What do you notice, especially like in clients or even just in life? Um, or maybe even if you want to talk about your journey when you first, yes, you found this, this woman who was a life coach and mm-hmm. it sounds so easy when we talk about it, right? <laughs> We're like, yeah. And I just decided to do it and I decided to work with her, but yeah. really we're like freaking the F out over here. Like, oh my gosh, I have to make an investment. I've never made an investment this big. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Do you remember what you were feeling? Oh my gosh. So I think I love talking about fear, first of all. So I think the thing to remember about fear is that it's so normal. I think that's what almost paralyzes people the most with fear is that it's almost like, is anyone else feeling this? Because no one's really talking about it, right? So I think the first thing to remember with fear is it's so normal. It's just part of being human. Um, So when I stumbled across her and when I first started working with her, honestly, working with her was more excitement driven where the fear came in was when I went all in with the certification and getting my life coaching, um, getting into the life coaching program. Right. That's Mm -hmm. where the fear was like, Whoa, like this, this is a thing that I'm going to (laughs) do. I have to build it like from scratch. Like I was doing the direct sales where I had all of the tools given to me. And this was like, this is me, this, if I do this, I have to go all in or it's not going to move. So I think that's where the most fear came in. It's funny that different things trigger our fears, Mm. right? For me, I remember it was a lot about the money in the beginning. Mm. Like I was like, I don't have any money. Like I didn't have any money. I was broke as shit. Like that's an understatement, (laughs) you know? And so uh, figuring that out, I was like, okay, but I knew I was a find a way, make a way woman. So it's like, it was like, I felt like I always had these two split personalities when it comes to the fear, because Mm -hmm. I know like there's that intuition part of me that knows Mm -hmm. this is who I am. Well, I know I can figure this out. Yeah. Like I'm pretty brilliant. And then there's the other part of me that's like, what, what am I doing? And like, what if this doesn't work? What tips do you have with someone feeling that like the, the things you mentioned earlier? Well, Oh my God, this is a real thing. What if this doesn't work? What if it all yeah. crumbles down on me? What if I massively fail, which we can talk about failure too, because mm. that's relative to each person. <laughs> but what tips do you have on working through fear and feeling it and choosing to do it anyways? Yeah. So with the what if piece, I always say, if you're going to what if the bad, then you better what if the good too. Absolutely. Like you better balance it out because where there's fear in something that we're excited for, 
there's always the balance of the excitement. So if you're going to, what if the bad, like, what if this doesn't work? What if I fail? What if everyone sees you need to, what if the good, what if this succeeds beyond my wildest dreams? What if, what if the exact right people see? And that's one of the very first fear techniques that I use when I was, I remember I was very first putting my very first post out on my personal Facebook page to look for clients. <laughs> I can remember this so vividly. I was freaking out. <laughs> I was like, what? I was telling my coach that I was working with, like, what if, what if no one answers? Like, what if people that from my hometown are like, well, Megan's doing life coaching. Like, what? Mm-hmm. who is she to do that? And I was telling her all these fears and she was like, well, Megan, what if like 10 people reply? What if 30 people reply and you don't even have capacity to take that many people? And I was like, oh, (laughs) I was like, yeah, that part didn't even register for me. So I think the first part is balancing that out and recognizing Mm. like you can what if away your dream all day. Yeah. But there's another side to that. And it's a really great side. Mm. This is such a good homework assignment. I'm like visualizing like a side by side. Like if you have 20, what if negatives and you need to make like 30, what if positives? Yeah. Like that is such a good thing because we all know what we focus on grows. So, but it's so easy because our brain is so naturally negative. Mm. So it's so easy for our brain to go to the nervousness (laughs) side rather than the excitement side. Yeah. That's such a good tip. Okay. Give us more. Yeah. Well, I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing with that too, is like our fear, I always say our fear sounds like it has a megaphone, like it's shouting at us when our intuition is like a a nudge. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you found that woman and you were like, I have to click on this, but then, but you're like, do I, I don't know. Yes. And then you just did it. Yeah. So, so it's how like do we listen to that better. How yeah. do we listen to those nudges? Yeah, I think it's I mean, first of all, paying attention to those. I think we lose the ability and power to listen to those nudges in the first place and we just kind of ignore them, ignore them or set them aside or say like that's mm. that's silly or or naive of me to think I can do that. Mm. But those nudges are important. I always talk about when I was walking across my graduation stage and I heard mm. this voice like you're not going to get a job. Most people would have just laughed that off. I'm like, that's silly. That's foolish. Like I'm getting, I'm, I you paid for this expensive degree. <laughs> this like, what, like five figure piece of paper. <laughs> so I have to do something. <laughs> but that pool, I heard it and I was like, I need to follow that. So let wow. the pool have the megaphone, like mm, live that one out a little bit. And I think too, like another piece of the fear is we have these fears that are trying to, to guide us and it's making the fear of not living that dream life out or whatever it is you're going for, making that fear bigger. Because if you don't go for these things that are like fear, just fear of someone seeing it or fear of not getting the response that you're expecting If you're making that fear bigger than, well, what if I don't do this at all? What if I don't even try? Yeah. Like the pain of what that would feel like. Mm, Yeah. You know, that needs to be huge. Yeah. Of not doing it, not even like, can you imagine? Okay. So like, I don't know how old y'all are, but you know, (laughs) like, like being, let's just say like 88. I don't know. That just felt good. 88. We're all 88. We're sitting in rocking chairs and we're like, remember that thing I wanted to do, but never did Yeah, because fear stopped me. Ugh, yeah. Powerful. 
how, right. You'd and be, that, yeah, you'd be that, such a sad 88 year old. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And that fear needs to be big enough today. Right. Mm. I always love like yeah. when I'm a quotes person, as we know, we were just talking about the quotes on my wall. Um, yeah. but I well, always tell them the quote on the wall because I feel like we have to talk about that and then, and then tell us your quote. <laughs> <laughs> the quote on the wall is uh, being an adult is like folding a fitted sheet. No one really knows how, which is so true. true. <laughs> we're all, we're all just going on the ride, you all. None of us really know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> so funny. And, and on a on a less lighter note, right. the other quote right. I was going to say, is the quote that is um, the problem is you're pretending you have time, mm. right? That concept yes. of you know we're not promised tomorrow, so, so use the time you have today. One hundred percent. And I think, God, people get so caught up in this, like day-to-day, day-to-day. And I'm guilty of this too. Like I found myself when I was in Colorado, I'm just like, God, I do the same thing every single day as if this is just my life. Yet this is my only today I'm going to live. And so it's like, what do you suggest people do to kind of get out of that day-to-day cycle and just doing, you know, some people maybe are entrepreneurs on here. Some people are probably nine to fivers or I was never a nine to fiver. I had like four (laughs) jobs instead. Maybe people have four jobs. So how do you suggest getting out of that just day-to-day cycle? Yeah, I think, especially for my entrepreneurs, but I think this can translate to like nine to fivers and and business goers as well. Um, Like remembering why you're doing this, because what I see so often and why I'm so passionate about coaching on like work-life balance is one of the reasons you started your business. Yes, we're, we're here to serve and we're here to, you know, guide our audience with a big mission. But one of the reasons you started was probably some kind of lifestyle mission. So for me, that was travel, that freedom Mm. for someone else. It might be spending the time with their kids. And so are you living that out or are you letting the hustle take over and missing all of that? So what's the why you started with and how can you add that in daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is. I just did a really fun exercise with a group program I'm running right now last night where I had them all make a uh, monthly bucket list for uh, the first quarter of next year, just full of fun things they want to do. Cause we sit and we plan our goals and we're so ambitious, like, and driven to make these goals happen that we forget about the fun. So letting yourself dream out that fun part and like letting yourself live the lifestyle piece that you set out to do alongside the dream business. Mm. Both are important. I think that's so true because I find myself guilty of this. Even just recently, I was like, wait, what do I do for fun? Mm. And I think we get tripped up over this idea of, okay, onto the next, onto the next, Mm. onto the next, onto the next, especially being high achievers, right? Being a high achiever, we're always like, okay, what's the next step? What can I do next? Like, you know, let's talk about the importance of celebrating too Mm. and having that fun to celebrate. Like, what do you find within yourself and in your clients about the importance of celebrating? Oh my gosh. Celebrating is, it's something I do every client session. It is so important. I think just as women in general, entrepreneur or not, we forget to celebrate because we are so busy holding other people up. Yeah. That must be it because I'm like, why is that? Why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah. I mean, I think 
there's so many stories that that could go into. I think a big one is definitely a people pleaser tendency, Mm. um, which is something I see in my clients and and that a lot of my clients have. So Mm. I think that's a big piece, just having to be there for everyone else uh, and just not taking the time to say, wait a second, if I'm there for everyone else, who's there for me? And sometimes being that person for you, of course, we want to have support and we want to have those people that celebrate us, but also being that, that person for you as well is mm. so important because like you said a couple questions ago, it's so easy to be our own worst enemy and to be that negative voice. So taking the time to celebrate, like when I first started my business, I, on my whiteboard in my, well, I say my office, but it was like my kitchen island was like my office, yep. space, my coaching <laughs> area. Um, so on my whiteboard every week, I wrote down things I was celebrating when I started my life coaching business, because it was small wins, but I oh. knew that this was the start of a really important journey. And I had to celebrate those. I love that because here's the thing though, you're seeing that every single day too, yeah. especially when it's right up on your wall mm, and it's yeah. like, hello, like Megan, look at me. You know what I mean? Like it it matches in your face. Okay. Oh, such a good idea. (laughs) Let's go back to the people pleasing idea because I know that that's such a huge, especially in women. And I don't know if it's just our, our natural desire to care for people and to put others first, but how do we stop focusing on being this people pleaser and put ourselves first? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a process, right? Mm. (laughs) uh, I think, I mean, first things first, I mean, it's so cliche, but filling your cup. And I think Mm. knowing, like having a knowing with that, that just because you put yourself first doesn't mean you stop caring for others. In fact, it typically means you get to care for others in a greater way. Because if you're just giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, what are you giving from? What are you really giving from? And oftentimes when we're people pleasing, we're actually people pleasing from a selfish place because what are we doing when we're people pleasing? We're trying to find happiness. We're trying to say, I made them happy. So now I'm happy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Right. This is not the place that we want to give from. The place we want to give from is I'm so full that I just want to serve. Mm, I'm just here so to serve. Yeah. And I think that so many people pleasers are afraid to lose that piece of themselves because they go to the extreme of, well, if I put myself first, then I'm like ice queen and like no one, no one wants to be my friend because I'm just worried about me. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. It Mm. can be, I'm so full that I'm excited to serve because I, I call myself a retired people pleaser, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I used to give and give and give and give and give to the point where I would be physically ill. I would be so drained and I would be like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I so exhausted? I couldn't even pinpoint why I was so exhausted, but it was because I was not taking the time to take care of myself. I was giving all of that away to someone else. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what are your favorite self-care activities and like, what does some of your clients love too? Cause I think that's the key here as well. Like finding what you actually need to do. Like what I found for me especially Mm -hmm. recently, I love having connections with other people. So maybe I go to lunch with someone that fills me up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, 
has, it's that, that fills me up on a different level than if I was just spending time by myself. What self-care activities do you really love? And do you find that other people really love as well? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for touching on that. I think that's so important, especially with like the boom of like the online space. I think so many people take on other people's truths as their own. And the reality is we are all different humans. We all operate different and you have to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm definitely more on the introvert side, which is shocking to people. I call myself like an excited, an overly excited introvert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so for me, what fills me up is making sure that during my day, typically in the morning, but I'm not a stickler to routine. I just call it non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, yes, I like that. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be a morning routine. It just right. needs to be a it non-negotiable just, for your day. Right, right. It's happening throughout my day at some point. Yeah. I need my stillness time. So typically that's like a meditation or a breathing exercise. And I need to hang out in my journal because I am so introverted that it's so easy for me to get inside my head and to externalize those thoughts and get them out into a journal recharges me more than anything. So those two things are like non-negotiables. Like those are my self-care pillars. If I'm not doing those, I can see a huge difference. Do you Uh, just brain dump in your journal or are you doing like certain journal exercises in there? It varies so much for me. When I first started journaling, I went by prompts because I was like, what do you mean? I can just like brain dump it out like does it have to look a certain way like (laughs) yeah I had to come to that realization of like well no one's reading this so it can be what I I could write in the middle of the page like and then the purple elephant ran away and like that's (laughs) that's what comes out that's what that's what comes out right that's and so I started with prompts generally now it's more of a just whatever's in my brain dumps out even if it's a random thought I'm like where did that come from I just go with it Mm. but every now and then like I'll get work from like a coach that I'm working with and a prompt that I really need to sit with and process through and I'll use those as well so I think it just yeah it depends where you're at with your journey on that Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think another thing I do I'm such like a, a vessel of balance like I'm like I said, overly excited introvert. So I love my stillness. I love my journaling. I also love my dance parties and love moving my body. And like, I have to get outside at some point and do a walk during the day. So yeah, I think it's just finding those things that feel good to you and feel like a recharge for you. Yeah. Yes. It's so true. And, and taking note too. Mm -hmm. So even if you're just like, in your day-to-day life and you realize like one thing drained you, but another thing just like lifted you up. Mm-hmm. That is a ding, ding, ding. Like that is a key. Yep. <laughs> like yeah. go do more of whatever that one is. <laughs> and it's like, you have to take note of it because I think we, especially as entrepreneurs and being in this online space where there's all these free downloads of this is the perfect thing to do in the morning. Or you need mm-hmm. to do this and you need to do that and you need to do that. Well, like, no, I'm a big rule breaker. So I'm like, all right, Fuck all the rules. <laughs> we can do whatever you want, but yeah. you have to find what works for you. And I think I got caught up in that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm supposed to sit down and read. And then I have to journal. And it was all these things that I had to do because I mm-hmm. thought that was going to get me to be successful. Mm-hmm. When really, you got to find what actually fuels you. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. 
So I love it. I love it. it. Okay. So let's like flip this and say, what if someone is like so far past this whole thing, they're past the fears, they're past Mm -hmm. the, um, the giving, 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 and they're in burnout right now. Mm, Yeah. What do we do in that place? Yeah. I think this is like the, the hard secret that no one wants to tell you about entrepreneurship. The fact Mm. that you actually can burn out on your passion if you're not careful. (laughs) No one wants to tell you that, right? No one wants to share that with you. We're telling um, you here. <laughs> yep, we're ta- we've told you the secret. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I, and I've been there. I've yeah. been there. I've had a point in my business where I'm like, I'm so confused because I love this work. Yeah. I know I'm made to do this work and I'm so drained. What mm. is wrong with me? And I think that's where we go to and why I'm letting you all know, like, mm. it's okay to get to this point. Cause yeah. I think we go to what's wrong with me. Cause we see all these posts of everything's amazing and life rocks and yeah. I'm so free and all of this. Or and when something you, is missing. So it's like, right. what's wrong there? What is missing? What am I yeah. doing wrong? Yeah. 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 So I think everyone hates this piece of advice, but I'm going to give it anyway. You all. <laughs> you've got to take a break. It's the last thing you want to do because what you want to do is you want to problem solve. You want to go, okay, something's broken. I need to fix it. But the fact of the matter is if you're burnt out, you have no space for anything new to come in. So your way, right? Your way, not my way, Brooke's way, but your way that's going to create some space. So like Brooke said for her, that might be going and having some really good girlfriend time, maybe even a girl's trip, like a, a weekend trip. And that actually that's so fun. I just, yeah. I mean, I think that could actually be a great idea for anything, for any entrepreneur, which brings me to the second piece, making sure you have connection. Yeah. It's, that's so big. Yeah. Especially being an entrepreneur, it can get extremely lonely. Yeah. Having those people that just have your back as friends that you can pop in with and say, Hey, I'm having a hard day. I'm having one of those days where I kind of want to quit and I just need to know I'm not alone. I've been there. I've told one of my mm-hmm. like his besties that before. And she's like, girl, I've got you like, take a break. What do you need to do right now? And so it's, tuning that question back into yourself. Like, what do I need right now? What mm. I need space so mm-hmm. that I can dissolve this burnout. I need space so that I can have clarity for yeah. the next steps to come in. And what does that look like for me? Yeah. And I notice that, you know, sometimes, especially women, I think we're very empathetic naturally. We're very, we're very able to, uh, you know, feel the feelings that other people are feeling, but also just feel massive feelings in general. And sometimes it's not even in your business, but it's when life happens and something like you weren't expecting, or maybe you were expecting it and it still hit you harder than what you thought. Mm -hmm. So would you give the same advice when it comes to not just business related burnout, but like, oh my gosh, all of this is happening in my life. I can't show up the way I need to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So earlier this year, I had a a moment like this that brought me to this place of like life burnout and what do I do? Um, Mm -hmm. My big brother passed away and it was, thank you. It was the hardest. I mean, it felt like there was a hole in my universe Yeah, and I couldn't operate at full capacity for my clients. I couldn't even operate at full capacity for myself. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had to, I had to pay attention to this. 
because if I didn't, if I just put my mask on of everything's fine, which is what I would do in the past, right? then I, I would hit that massive burnout. Mm. And so it does look like a break still. I mean, so for me, it was basically uprooting my entire lifestyle. So when this right. happened, we were traveling full time mm. and everything felt so out of control in that moment that thinking of where's my next trip going to be was not the place I needed to be. I needed yeah. stability. I roots. needed to process. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly what I always call it. I love that you said that. I needed mm -hmm. my roots. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going through a life thing, whether it's a big loss or a big trauma like this, or even something smaller, I mean, your trauma is your trauma, right? Oh, 100%. Be big, massive to have to take these breaks. But what yeah. I will say to add on to that is to process mm. and heal it. Healing's a journey, right? We, especially when we're going through a loss, I'm never going to get to the end of that. Right. It's Absolutely. always, it's always going to continue to come up. But if I didn't take the time to process, heal, get the support I needed for me, I hired a life coach to work through some healing um, mm. in that itself. But if I didn't take that time to process, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, who am I to say what would have happened if I didn't, but right, right. I, yeah, but I do believe if I didn't take that time to process, I think I would have, my entire business would have imploded because I would have just kept going as if all was fine. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Or like throwing yourself back into something that's familiar mm -hmm. because it's busy work, right? That, right. Bu that busyness, you know, I know yeah. that's something that sometimes we avoid feeling the feelings because we just want to keep being busy. Yeah. Uh, this is such an important topic because life does happen. Like I yeah. felt like that a few weeks ago. Like <laughs> yeah. I yeah. everything in life. Like I was like, what is happening? And I was just emotionally like a madhouse. I was like a hot, emotional hot mess. I didn't know if I wanted to cry or laugh or drink all the margaritas or like what needed to happen. Like my emotions were so out of whack. Yeah. And we have to be able to take that mental hiatus and be completely okay with it. So yeah. how do we release judgment on ourselves? Because, you know, I think that especially as um, ambitious people who are constantly on, all right, what's the next goal? We put a lot of judgment there of, mm. well, this is what, this is what I do and this is good. Okay. Well, well, it's bad if I don't take the time to do it. Right. Or even like, I've noticed this myself recently. It's like, I'm actually bringing out a new program, which is super mm -hmm. exciting. And I haven't gotten the sales page done. I've been telling myself for the past like seven days, the sales page will be done today. And mm -hmm. so I've, you know, been noticing this judgment come up and then like releasing it. Cause I'm like, okay, well, it will come out in the first perfect time. Mm -hmm. But what suggestions do you have to kind of release that judgment on ourselves and what we're doing and allowing ourselves to take the break? Yeah. Uh, get support. Yeah. Get support in someone that you feel like you can be human with, mm. right? Perfect. Someone that you can feel like you can really be open and vulnerable with. And if you don't have that, just exploring what that could look like for you um, and reminding yourself that no amount of guilt that you have will ever change the past. Mm -hmm. And that if this is what you need and that little nudge, that little intuition is telling you, hey, this is what we need. Mm -hmm. then it's there for a reason. Right. And so Absolutely. much more can flourish when you listen to that. 
Yeah. And I think just remembering that like everything is unfolding in perfect time. Mm-hmm. Like there's, yes, this is your only one day and this is your only life, but that doesn't mean that you're rushing towards the end. Right. right. Like it, it, right. We, we totally, and I'm such guilty of this too, but I always overestimate what I can get done in a day. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get yeah. all of this done. <laughs> and boom, boom, boom. And I'm feeling on fire. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I got two things done. <laughs> mm. um, but when we look back from the year, we mm-hmm. are like leaps and bounds yeah. from where we were. And yeah. so remembering that a year from now, yeah. it's, you know, it's not going to look the same. You're going to be in a whole different place and knowing that like, that's where you're going no matter what. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to take this time. I yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're a business owner, remembering that your inner foundations are the foundations to Mm -hmm. everything you're building. And so if you're feeling something inside that, whether it's an emptiness or a loneliness or resistance, that's not going to go away just because you excel something in your external world. These Mm -hmm. inner foundations are the stability of you and they're important. Mm. Just remembering that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I know you just told us about a really, um, really awesome obstacle that you did overcome, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to ask you about maybe another one because this podcast is literally all about stepping into your more fiercely unstoppable self. So tell us about a time, another time maybe that you overcame an obstacle and you felt so victorious once Mm -hmm. you did. Oh my gosh. There's so many. (laughs) Like I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right. We were just talking about the importance of celebration. And so it's like, and especially as a business owner, there's so many pieces that you're just, I mean, just starting my business. I mm-hmm. felt victorious in that, right? When I got my first client, I felt victorious in that when I fully booked for the first time. So there's so many like milestones that you just hit in your business that I think are huge accomplishments. But since I'm so in the inner work and yeah. I'm such a believer in the inner foundations, I have to say one of the biggest obstacles that I have recently overcome is and getting into full alignment with who I am at my Mm. core. Yeah. And not taking on someone else's truth as my own and not falling into the trap of comparison and just being so full and complete and whole in who I am. Mm. And that has felt like the biggest victory and such a catalyst to so much of my recent success. Mm. Okay. So what would be like our first step in doing that? So someone who's trying to detach from what everybody else has put onto them or maybe what they put onto themselves and thought they had to believe, Mm. how do we get back to that place of knowing who we are? Mm. I think you have to first be in a place of awareness and recognizing that that's something you want to go for. So, and I don't think that you necessarily have to like, quote unquote, hit rock bottom to be at this place. But for me, I recognize this when I, so I had hit like my biggest month ever. We were traveling the world just like I always wanted. I had everything that I wanted in my life and I was sitting on, I mean, it was a beautiful rooftop pool in Thailand. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, why do I feel Mm. empty right now? What is missing? And I realized that I had this box of shit. Mm. (laughs) I pushed down and I didn't want to deal with it. And I didn't want it to come up. 
and I just wanted to put the band-aid over it and go. And so that was one of my, I mean, I guess you could say rock bottom, right? It doesn't sound like traumatic or anything like that, but I realized like, what, what am I even doing this for? Right. And I had to come to that awareness before I could start that processing because if someone had yeah. said like well Megan your your inner work is off you got to figure it out <laughs> I would have been like screw you like right. I'm fine I'm happy I have it right so I yeah. think first it's recognizing like that piece like recognizing that there are things that are ready to process because mm. they might they might not be ready to process yet right I'm a mm. believer and we don't have to rush to the lesson but we don't want to ignore the lesson either, right? So I think yeah. first and foremost, creating that awareness or just getting curious with it. Mm. If, if you're hearing this and you're like, well, I don't really feel like I'm there, but maybe, I, maybe there are some things that I, I might be ready to explore, getting curious with that. Uh, and then from there, staying curious with it with, and releasing from the judgment of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what... what <clears throat> actual step mm -hmm. could we take to start releasing that yeah so i'm a journaling fan and yeah. i i believe in the power of getting our thoughts external mm -hmm. because we can stew over them all day and and like i said they had been sitting there for years right but until we externalize them and almost see them in front of us the process feels heavy okay totally yeah. And so getting them external, whether it's a fear or a doubt that you're working through, mm -hmm. um, or just finding what happy means to you, mm -hmm. just getting that external, getting your journal and just writing out, you know, what is the belief you have and what is the belief you want to now create? Yeah. I truly believe that things look so much scarier in our heads than they do on paper. Yeah. And right, right when we write it down, we're like, wait, why was I afraid of that? Yeah. Like, what is the worst that could happen there? Like, it's just absolutely, this is so good. Oh my gosh, well, people are probably taking notes and they're probably like, wait, rewind, tell me all the things again. This is so, so good. Why don't you tell everybody what, what is like the most exciting thing going on in your life or in your business right now? Yeah. Oh, I love this question because I'm always, <laughs> I'm a huge believer in like amplifying the good. So I'm always trying to stay in excitement. Um, yeah. Let's see. We just booked a trip to Rome. So Yay. Wait, when are you January? going? January. Ah, okay. I was like, let's meet. But oh, I'm, cool. I'm going to be in Italy in February. <laughs> oh, so close. <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would have been so fun. So we booked that. Awesome. Um, I have lots of really exciting projects launching in 2019 that are very much in their planning phase, but I'm Yay! so excited for them. Uh, that's so exciting. Okay. Well, tell everybody where they can find you and learn more from you and all the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Instagram's my favorite platform. So you can always find me on there. I am a big Instagram story uh, fan. So you can always find me dancing around on my Instagram story. And yeah. And I also love hanging out uh, in the email world. I'm always sending love notes out to my inner circle. So you can find that on my Instagram as well. Perfect. I love, love, love it. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was, this is such good stuff. We talked about uh, such good stuff today. So. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yay. 
thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.